0: The best professional learning arises from a true need. This past fall, nine Fort La Bosse teachers came together to apply for a Manitoba Teachers Society Collaborative Learning Team grant. We were eager to learn more about indigenous education, culture and history with the goal of increasing our knowledge and comfort level. Although enhancing classroom practice was the ultimate goal, we felt that real change would be difficult without a deeper understanding of the issues. We decided that the best way to accomplish this was through reading and discussing Indigenous literature in a facilitated book club format. With the generous support of Manitoba Teachers Society and facilitator Brianne Giroux, the following teachers met four times, Brenda Masson, Cheryl Clausen, Debbie Leslie, Lisa Perrin, Julie Hole, Julie Sabarin, Tricia Hayward, Karen Penner, and me, Devin Caldwell. We read one book together, The Reason You Walk by Wab Canoe, and then made individual book choices to explore a number of Indigenous authors such as David A. Robertson, Jesse Thistle, and Richard Wagamese. We also participated in a powerful session on Indigenous language, stories, and the path to reconciliation with MTS Staff Officer Sarah Gazan. We're excited to share what we read and what our biggest takeaways are in this brand new episode of Teach Like a Boss. We also plan to continue learning together as a book club next year. If this sounds like your kind of professional learning opportunity, please reach out to any of this year's members and let us know. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome to teach like a boss.
0: Welcome everyone. I'm here with the members of our Fort LaBosse book club. We've been coming together and meeting for the past school year as funded by a Manitoba Teachers Society collaborative learning team grant. And the topic that we chose to explore this year was indigenous education. So we've been fortunate to come together four different times we've all read two books today we just had a wonderful presentation with an MTS staff officer to expand our knowledge on reconciliation and something we wanted to do to just share about our book club and our professional learning activities and the new knowledge we gained was to record a podcast for teach like a boss. So I'm excited to have the members of our book club share with all of you what the past year has been like being part of a collaborative learning team grant. So the first question I want to ask our book club members is what did you enjoy most about learning together in a book
2: club? For me, having a chance to connect with other people in our school division, I've been missing that so much just with committees not meeting in person. So just to connect with everyone and I just found we had such a variety of perspectives and levels of experience and just hearing other people share and having that rich conversation really challenged me Um, and I just the power of literature reading these two books taught me so much and just kind of reminded me the power of book club and discussing literature and that was a good reminder for me as well.
3: Um, I would agree with Cheryl and I also like same thing. I loved hearing everybody's um, books and what they thought of their books and also kind of getting pushed out of my comfort zone of certain types of book that I read and. Um, just really reaching out and listening to what others thought about this topic as well, so I really enjoyed that.
4: I really enjoyed the eagerness of the group to learn about Indigenous issues and Indigenous culture and the safe space that was created um, within our group so that everyone felt that they could share and be truthful, whether they were asking questions or just sharing knowledge. And the open dialogue we had with the group, I thought, was really amazing. Um, And I really enjoyed having the opportunity to share some of um, the knowledge that I have when it comes to Indigenous issues with the group.
1: I will echo a lot of what everybody else has said I enjoyed the collaboration I enjoyed reading the same book but I also equally enjoyed reading the different books because um, that gave me a cross reference of other books to read and um, giving me uh, you know a new list of things to read I liked the opinions and um, hearing other people's ideas and the discussion and like Cheryl said, with people that we don't see anymore. um, And just the expansion of my own thinking on things that I had either thought about before or thought a certain way about or hadn't thought about.
5: Yes, I can echo as well, all the thoughts from around our group, which has been such a positive experience. When Devin started this uh, book club and sought out the grant and was successful, I thought I'd love to be part of a book club, but I'm always struggling to balance. How can I have time uh, to enjoy the reading that I do love to do? And this book club certainly was a positive way to balance both personal reading, professional learning, and in COVID, a time to come together socially as well with our, our colleagues from around the division. So it definitely rebooted my love of reading and uh, learning together as a group. And I truly have appreciated that opportunity. And it just left me with a a deeper understanding. Um, I'm going to look at changing my own personal practice within my classroom, in my social studies classroom. I'm going to do a student book club. I'm looking at that to do that and with an indigenous focus. So I've learned so much in a short amount of time. And when you actually have to read the book before book club, then it actually forces you into being doing that and doing that extra bit of reading.
0: Um, When you're the last person who shares, I think you find out you really don't have that much to say anymore. But for me, um, I loved, I love being in book clubs. I love the social aspect of learning together and constructing knowledge together. Um, When I initially was, Uh, applying for this grant i thought like what we needed to read was like a textbook a research-based book on what is reconciliation and how do we get started implementing it and what steps can i follow so i can be a better educator and a better human and i was really fortunate to benefit from trisha's knowledge on the topic because she really talked me out of going that route and said like Devin, i think that's not what people need What people need is the big understandings and the big ideas about indigenous culture and worldview and indigenous perspectives and the history of indigenous people and colonization and our country. And I am so glad that's the the point we started at. So I think the thing I've enjoyed the most is just learning so much, Um, having my own belief systems challenged, which is sometimes hard, but ultimately really important. I just, I learned so much, plus I found new authors that I love. Um, Huge Richard Wagamese fan here now, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about next. With each of our book club meetings, we always began by sharing a favorite passage from whatever we were reading, and by coming together and making this podcast, I'm really hoping to spark some of our listeners' interest in checking out these books. So I thought what better way than for each of us to share a favorite passage from anything we read in our book club. So when it's your turn, if you can just tell us like what book you're reading from and the author and whether or not you'd recommend that book and then share a passage,
2: that would be wonderful. I would highly recommend both um, the Wab book that we studied and the book that I read on my own and I'm going to be sharing from it. It is by Richard Bogomies. also have become a huge fan of his, have never read any of his books and now have about eight on my bookshelf waiting for me. Um, And this is from his book, Indian Horse. Um, So just to put you in the story a little bit, this is at the conclusion of the book um, where the main character is sitting down with elders, discussing his residential school experience and just reflecting on that. That's how I felt, invaded. Now I'm just tired of the way I've been living. I want something new built on something old. I wanted to come back. This is the only place I felt like something was possible for me. Don't know what I want, just want to work on the idea of what's possible. And then the elder says back to him, We all wanted to go and find you, but we knew we couldn't. We knew you'd have to find your own way. The hardest part was that we knew how hard your road would be, but we had to let you go. They scooped out our insides, Saul. We're not responsible for that. We're not responsible for what happened to us. None of us are, said Fred. But our healing, that's up to us. That's what saved me, knowing it was my game. And that section just challenged me to personally think about that i'm not called to try to pass out answers but that i'm called to support um, the indigenous community in their healing and following what they say that we need for reconciliation and taking that into to heart and really examining um those issues for myself. So, highly recommend Indian Horse by Richard Waganese.
3: All right, so I'm going to read from Red Wolf by Jennifer Dance. And the passage I picked is towards the end of the book, too, where Red Wolf comes back to his his like his, his maternal home and is trying to reconcile his residential experience with this new life and where he fits in and how he wants to live within it. So he says, um, he felt different as though part of him was dying but at the same time, he was alive in an unusually vibrant way. In a flash, he knew exactly what was happening. George was leaving, George would soon be gone and was returning. So I found this um, really a powerful part in the book for me because it was um, a path that he had taken, a journey he had taken to reclaim himself. You know, listening to Sylvia today with her presentation, it just brought that all home where we just, I just wanna support um, the reconciliation, support whatever that looks like for each individual. And um, by talking about, or, you know, having books in the classroom that kids can read and seeing stories you know, of of indigenous culture would, is I think a great way of starting those conversations. And so I would definitely recommend Red Wolf. I also am almost done reading um, Speaking Our Truth by Monique Gray Smith, which I find is a fantastic book to talk to kids about what truth and reconciliation is and the history that we need to look at to be able to do, would you be able to reconcile properly? I read both books. Um,
4: I read the Wab Canoe book, The Reason You Walk, we all read this one. And I thought that it was a really great, um, just biography of somebody who, everybody in Manitoba should know who he is as being the leader of the NDP party. And I think that it was relevant to read his story, the good, bad, and the ugly. And I really think that we got a lot out of that, just knowing a little bit more about him. But the book that I want to talk about today um, is called From the Ashes by Jesse Thistle. And I know that there's a lot of teachers out there who are big fans of um, psychologist Dr. Jody Carrington. And when she had her Stay Lit event um, in January, she actually had him as one of her speakers. And she described um, him in his book as being something, it'll make you rethink everything that you know about the power of the human spirit. And she described him as one of the most incredible tales of resiliency and loss and how bravery is found in connection. And the quote that I wanted to read to everybody was, and I I really thought it was interesting how I I chose this quote and then our presentation today with Sarah um, Gazan spoke to this whole idea of worldview. And And he wrote, The way that Canadians understood homelessness by the Canadian definition was not about having a house to live in. I realized that it was more about the disposition from something called all my relations, which is an indigenous worldview where everything is interrelated and interconnected. And that's exactly what Sarah was talking about today, how indigenous people have a worldview that is very holistic. Everything is interconnected. Everything is interrelated. Relationships are super important. And if one piece is out of sync, then everything is out of sync. Values, the idea of everything having a spirit, whether it be rocks, waters, trees, the idea of animals giving themselves um, to the hunt and everybody having respect for each other. I just really thought, wow, the quote that I chose for today really just tied in with that presentation. This was a really great book. It was an easy read because he wrote it in very short chapters. So you can pick up, pick it up, read a few pages and put it down, but it is hard to put down. It's a story of, it's a sad story that ends up being happy. So my suggestion is that you should read it if you're looking for something to entertain you, keep you interested and to learn something.
5: I read Richard Wagamese's um, Medicine Walk as as my second book, but I am going to quote from Wagamese's The Reason We Walk. Reconciliation is not something realized on a grand level. Reconciliation is realized when two people come together and understand what they share unites them and what is different about them needs to be respected. Whether you are young, or old, whether your skin is light or dark, whether you are a man or a woman, we share a common humanity, and we are all headed for a common destiny. That should bind us together more strongly than divisions can push us apart. So long as anything other than love governs our relationship with others, we have work to do. We ought to recognize that our greatest battle is not with one another, but with our pain, our problems, and our flaws. To be hurt, yet forgive, to do wrong, but forgive yourself, to depart from this world, leaving only love. This is the reason you walk. Thank you, Karen. I'm just going to continue with uh, Wab Canoe, The Reason You Walk. I've read both books as well. I've had the honor and privilege of meeting Wab Canoe several times through community schools, as well as through the principal's conferences. Wise women and men have known for a millennia When we are wronged, it is better to respond with love, courage, and grace than with anger, bitterness, and rage. We are made whole by living up to the best part of human nature, the part willing to forgive the aggressor, the part that never loses sight of the humanity of those on the other side of the relationship, and the part that embraces the person with whom we have every right to be angry and accept him or her as a brother or sister. I think we can use that as we learn and strive uh, to make things better for all people, all of our interactions, all of our daily living. And of course, as we uh, learn more about reconciliation and teach more about it.
0: I think Wob Canoe, The Reason You Walk was a book that resonated really strongly with all of us. I know I drove my husband and family crazy with like random Wob Canoe facts for <laughs> like the entire time I was reading it. I was already a bit of a fan because I was with Brenda and we got to hear him perform back when he was like a rap hip hop artist, which was really cool. So the my second book that I chose for my free choice book was by Richard Wagamese and it's called Embers, One Ojibwe's Meditations. And I just love this book because it's a beautiful little book and there's just a different reading or passage on every page. None of them are really connected to the other, so that you can just flip open the book kind of wherever you want and read one passage. So I often start my mornings with this book. I share passages um, when I teach yoga classes because they're just so beautiful and wise. And the one I'm going to share today is about stories. And I sort of think it's what Tricia was talking about in that we're not going to understand reconciliation until we understand the stories. So this is the passage. In the dark depths of long winter nights, spirits slumber too and allow their stories to be told. These are the storytelling moons. Elders and storytellers who have been given tales to carry speak softly, reverentially, and the people hear them. The people do not merely listen, they hear to hear is to have a spiritual mental emotional or physical reaction to the words sometimes at very special times you have all four reactions and are changed forever share stories fill cold nights with the warmth of your connections your relationships hear each other and be made more that is the power of storytelling and that just resonated with me so strongly because i really felt that multiple times in coming together as a collaborative learning team, I had that kind of magical reaction where I had like a spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical reaction to the words of either a participant or of an author. And it just made me realize the power of of literature and of coming together in community to collaborate. Now, something that Brienne, our facilitator recommended that we do, just in kind of the interest in maybe measuring how we've changed or kind of the journey we've walked as a book club was just to reflect on this prompt and she suggested we examine before we came together as a group I thought this and now that we've journeyed together for eight months or so now I know or now I think that this so just kind of looking at kind of the own, our own individual journeys that we've, we've walked together so I would invite people
2: to reflect on that and share their thoughts. Devin, mine is kind of similar to what you have been talking to talking about and the challenge that Trisha um, gave you. And I really found that that's what I've seen in myself in this journey, that at first I thought, OK, I need some like how to give me a manual of how I'm going to correctly Infuse Indigenous culture into my classroom um, and doing it properly and not offensive, and, and that I just needed a script and that was going to be the answer. And have just really through these books, it's just challenged me on that first, I need to worry about me and I need to educate myself and I need to learn more and educate both my head with knowledge and my heart, and just developing that empathy. And I found, especially in the fiction novel that I read um, by Richard Wagamese, just that understanding and that heart connection to understanding just the teeniest way that I never will be able to, what, what people went through and and I think that by changing my heart and just developing a little bit more empathy and understanding that I hope that will make me a better teacher and that that will in those teachable moments and those discussions that come up in my classroom and in life just to have a better and more informed perspective and I find myself now just realizing how much a how-to manual in the textbook was not what I needed, but that I need to work on myself and my own understanding and knowledge, and then that is going to impact my classroom and my teaching.
3: Yeah, I think I have a lot of the same sentiments as, as Cheryl here. I wanted, yeah, I came in wanting to become more of an ally and more of an advocate for reconciliation, truth and reconciliation, and I thought that just wanting to do that was, and trying to expose my students to that was enough, but I realized that being a real ally um, is about educating myself, my head and my heart again, like Cheryl said, but also by giving everybody their space and their path and helping people become curious respectfully and wanting to learn more within the classroom and even just talking about the books um, that I have been reading or I have read with my students to encourage them to have curiosity and want to know the history uh, behind what we could like, what, what is Canada now and how it became came out to be and, and how encouraging curiosity within my students would help them down their paths wherever that led them. So I was a tad worried, I'll be honest
4: at the start of this because I wasn't really sure how this topic was going to be, how people were gonna be receptive to learning about indigenous issues. And I didn't want people to think that I was being selfish and pushing my own agenda, but I kind of was. So when this opportunity came up, I asked Devin exactly how it was going to happen. And she was like, well, what do you, what would you like to do? So I I put it all out there and she she was really, receptive to doing this but I find sometimes I can get a little bit jaded when we talk about things like this and now that we've had this experience I just it's renewed my faith in people again because this group of educators that has been talking for the two or three times that we've met has just been unbelievable how I see the good and how everybody just wants to learn more and become more educated in these issues. And that has really been important and, and good good for me, because every time I turn on the radio, the other day, I was reading some social media about Ethan Baer, who's putting up with racial um, comments in social media after, and, and he should be somebody that we should be celebrating as an Indigenous athlete who has achieved all the goals and has worked hard to get there. And I just sometimes feel like I'm burdened with those stereotypes. So this has been really good for me. And I just want to thank everybody in the group for just being so open and sharing. And I have really enjoyed enjoyed the process. Thank you guys.
5: That was great, Trisha. Thank you. I, before I thought I had some understanding, but I really realized I have so little understanding of ceremony and fasting and the deep thinking and the considerations um, that our Indigenous population think about and and practice. My questions are far from answered and now I have, um, with just this little beginning of knowledge, I have more of a desire to try and understand things from their viewpoint even more. I've taken beginning steps, I think, to understanding a culture that lives right beside me and all around me. And, and now I, you know, I think I can continue to learn about them so that I, it will just only deepen the respect that I have for them now. Similar to Karen, and I've expressed this to our whole group, uh, before I became part of the book club, I thought I had a good Knowledge or I knew a lot and understood a lot about Indigenous culture, history, way of being, and concerns. And just reading the first book and having the first book talks, I've learned that I have so much more to learn to truly understand the stories. And personally, I feel challenged to learn more about the stories of the Indigenous culture, to understand more, to share more with my staff and students and provide opportunities for them to hear and learn from stories and then to create our own stories together. And I have to, to quote again, uh, this is Richard Wagamese and the quote is that in the end, all we have is our stories. I think that's so powerful. And I'd like to do a huge thank you to Devon for applying for this creative professional learning grant Um, in a trying time. It's been a very positive experience and a very appreciated learning, professional learning experience. And I'm so appreciative to everybody that has been a piece of this. And I encourage our professional development team for Fort LaBosse to to go forward with this model. Thank you.
0: Thanks, everyone. Everyone's been so eloquent, that I'm not sure I have anything new or different to say. But I think before I started this journey with all of you, I thought reconciliation was something that I needed to figure out. I think many teachers probably, I shouldn't generalize, are like those type A personalities where we like to do things right and we don't like it when we don't know. And so I just thought, okay, like this is the year I'm going to figure out reconciliation and all the stuff that's going on with it. And as so often happens, once you start learning about something, you realize like how very little you do know. And even if you spend a lifetime learning, you're still not going to know it all or figure it out. I guess I went from thinking that I was going to figure out reconciliation and then like apply it in a certain way, like a certain set of rules. And that was going to make me a better teacher. Kind of like what Cheryl said, I think. Now I know that it just begins with developing understanding and listening and learning and that reconciliation isn't like this huge, enormous thing. Instead, it's just more on an individual level between people because it is about relationships. And there's no one size fits all approach. I think it's just more about all of us figuring out our own path and how we are going to take steps to make a difference with reconciliation. So I want to thank all of you for sharing so freely of your time and your thoughts and the new things you learned for this podcast episode for Teach Like a Boss. I always like to end with a closing thought or a closing question. And of course I didn't prepare anyone in advance for this, but (laughs) if anyone would like to chime in on this, if you have a closing thought you'd like to share, if you could share one piece of advice for teachers wondering about reconciliation, what would that be? Or if there were teachers interested in joining a book club like this in the future, what would you tell them? So just any parting thoughts from anyone, go ahead
1: and share. And then we'll wrap it up. Always be willing to learn and come into, if you're going to go to a book club or any kind of learning situation, always come in with an open mind so that you are able
3: to learn.
4: I think one of the things that I have learned from from this, and I'm just going to share one more quote because I had one more quote from my book that I was like, oh, was it this one or that one? And this is again from, from The Ashes by Jesse Thistle. And he wrote in there, or all us criminals start out as normal people, just like anyone else, but then things happen in life that tear us apart. And I think that is just a message of showing that empathy and that compassion towards people, because you don't always know what their background story is and where they've come from and where they're going. So that was something else that um, Dr. Murray Sinclair had posed some of those questions on his video that we watched this afternoon too. So. That's
3: what I would like to end with. I would just say start with where you are, be okay with that and just learn as much as you can and grow and be curious and respectful of your path and everybody else's.
2: Julie, my what came to my mind was the same as you just start. Even if you start and you find out you know nothing or what you thought is wrong or you know that there's way more you need to learn, you need to just start. Don't be overwhelmed by how big it seems. Pick up, it's as small as picking up a book.
0: I know for me, what comes to mind, and I always use this quote from Marie Forleo all the time, but it's action inspires clarity, not the other way around. And I know for me, I almost felt a little bit paralyzed to get started because I was just so worried I was going to make a mistake. So just taking any kind of action, even if it's potentially the wrong one, will inspire clarity for you one way or the other. And as Cheryl and Julie said, just get started and it can be as simple as picking up a book. And with that, we will conclude this episode and I just want to encourage all of our listeners if you're in Fort Basse, or if you know any of our book club members, they are a rich source of knowledge plus they're also a rich source of books now. (laughs) So reach out and connect with these people in our division and please let us know if you are someone who would like to participate in a professional learning
4: opportunity like this in the future
1: thank you for tuning in any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes available at www.flbsd.mb.ca forward slash podcast join us next time As real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to
2: teach like a boss.